Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Today I want to talk about this message called Less Than Perfect Christmas. Less Than Perfect Christmas. When you think of the birth of Jesus, when you think of the reason why we celebrate, really, the the first Christmas, what do you think of? Maybe you think of, you have a picture of the nativity scene with Jesus in the manger. You have the three uh, wise men there, the shepherd, the little sheep, the star above, you know, like those plastic figurine uh, nativity sets. Maybe that's what you picture. Maybe, maybe you picture this peaceful, beautiful night. Maybe you even think of that song, silent night, holy night, when you think the birth of Jesus. Maybe you're picturing that. Uh, that nice, just everything is perfect, everything is great. Often I think when we think of the birth of Jesus, and uh, we picture that perfect setting, that oh, but that perfect Christmas. However, the events that surrounded the, and what was happening during the birth of Jesus was far from perfect. The situation, you could even say, was less than perfect. Maybe you might even be able to describe it as a little bit chaotic, what was happening in the world and around during the birth of Jesus. You know, Mary and Joseph, I bet, as they're going through this time, thought, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Now, last week, Natalie uh, talked about the account of Mary and the angel telling Mary, hey, you're going to carry the Son of God. You are highly favored. Uh, Just a side note, great message. I would encourage you, you can go on, listen to the podcast or YouTube archives, listen to that again. It was so, so good. But the angel told Mary, hey, you're going to carry God's Son and He's going to be the Savior of the world. And the events that follow this word from the angel, this, this promise and what was happening from God, this word from God, it really was not just now easy coasting. It was actually a less than perfect situation. Joseph, he was engaged to Mary. And when he found out that Mary was pregnant, he was going to break off the engagement. He said, I'm breaking this off. I'm secretly going to break this off. This is not what I planned. This is not what I expected. And then what happened is an angel came to him in a dream. An angel came to him in a dream and said this in Matthew 1, verse 20. He said, as he considered this, Joshua, uh, Joshua, let's hope not, let Joseph, as Joseph considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph almost broke off their engagement, end of marriage, um, but then an angel came, spoke to him and they stayed together. And Joseph took Mary as his wife. And, and so that's, 
that, that probably was not how Joseph planned it. Now, Mary, Joseph, they're, they're going along and, and Mary's baby bump is growing, right? Growing, growing, growing. Ah, like this is probably just a peaceful, wonderful time. Oh no, oh no. There is now a declaration from Caesar Augustus that everyone needed to go, needed to register and take a census. And, but the census workers are not like our census uh, workers where they come to your door. Hi, uh, we're from Statistics Canada. We didn't, we noticed you weren't here. We left a little note. Please like fill this out, no problem. Whenever you get it. Okay, no. They made the ruling Roman Empire mandated that every single person had to go back to the city of their ancestors, the city where their forefathers were from. So uh, Joseph and Mary had to now go to be registered in this census, not where they're living in Nazareth, but they had to travel to Bethlehem. They couldn't fly there, they couldn't uh, hop on a train. No, they had to go by foot or by donkey and this was a a long strenuous journey actually and on top of that Mary is very pregnant it is 144 kilometers from Nazareth uh, to Bethlehem so they had to go 144 kilometers Mary is very pregnant like she is ready to give birth at any time so they're walking there it the journey probably would have taken anywhere from four to seven days less than perfect like when you are that pregnant I don't know I've not been pregnant thank you Jesus um but if you're that pregnant, that is not a good thing. Okay, we got to go the equivalent of from, from Calgary to Red Deer, and I could be giving birth at any time. Less than perfect. And then they, they get there. They get there. And okay, we're here. We're, we're ready for our census. We're ready to, to register. And there is no room anywhere. There is no room at the inns because everybody else is coming back to this little town to register by this government mandated uh, census. So there is no room and Mary is like ready to give birth. So where they find they find something that is less than ideal. There's a stable. So they go and they find this less than perfect place to stay. In Luke 2, 7, it says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the God's son, savior of the world. It seems like less than perfect situation. You know, that the stable is, is not the greatest place to be giving birth. It's not the greatest place to have a baby. It is less than perfect, less than clean, less than fragrantly, nicely smelling. It is less than perfect for the king of kings, the Messiah, to be in a stable. And there's not even a bassinet. Joseph, he was a carpenter. He could have made a bassinet. Like if he was back home, but no, he has to be here. So he's in this, Jesus is put in this animal trough, a manger, and he's just there less than perfect. Now on top of that, some magi, the wise men, multiple, they, they come and they see a star. They're going to see Jesus. And then, so they stop in on their way to King Herod and they ask, Hey, where is the King of the Jews? Where is this? Cause we want We have gifts for him. We want to worship him. Where is he? 
And he's like, uh, you find them, you find this king, and then you tell me. Because why? Because Herod wanted to kill him. So the wise men, they find him. We, many of us know the story. They give him the gifts, frankincense, myrrh, gold. And uh, then an angel says, go a different way. Why? Because Herod, he wants to kill him. So then what happens is Herod, he wants to kill Jesus, uh, less than perfect. And then so uh, the angel of the Lord warns Joseph and they flee to Egypt. This is another less than perfect situation. And they lived there until that King Herod, he died. So there's less than, it is a less than perfect, less than ideal situation around the birth of Jesus. You could even say it was maybe a little chaotic of a situation around the first Christmas and the birth of Jesus. Mary and Joseph almost breaking off their marriage. Uh, a long government-imposed journey with, with a very pregnant wife. No lodging available, so you're going to a dirty stable. Um, you know, baby Jesus, savior of the world, put in an animal trough. You know, fleeing for your life from a crazy king, Herod. The first Christmas was a less than perfect Christmas. The events around Jesus, they were not perfect. They were not necessarily silent night. It was a little chaotic around it. Yet in the midst of the less than perfect situation, the less than perfect circumstances, the perfect one came. Jesus came to the earth. In the midst of chaos, the Prince of Peace Jesus came in the midst. Jesus did not come to this earth to step into a peaceful, perfect situation. He came into this earth to establish his kingdom of peace through the perfect one, by the perfect one, Jesus. You know, the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born uh, and, and came to the earth, he prophesied about the coming Messiah, Jesus. And he said this, in Isaiah uh, 9, 6, he says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and, it, and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for eternity. The passionate commitment of the lords of heaven's armies will make it happen. So this scripture, this prophet, he prophesies about Jesus. He's coming as a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, but prince of peace. God was not looking for a perfect circumstances for Jesus, but for the less than perfect, the chaos of life to send the perfect one, Jesus, to bring peace and to bring hope. The perfect God to, to come into the less than perfect first Christmas uh, for, the, for, the, for Jesus to come into the less than perfect Christmas for less than perfect people like you and I, so that we could experience his goodness, his love, 
his peace, his rest, his kingdom, his wholeness. That first Christmas, it wasn't like that nativity scene sitting on, on my coffee table. It was, it was less than perfect. But there was the perfect one in the midst of the less than, in the chaos. And his name was Jesus. Can I ask you this question? How's your Christmas going? How's this Christmas season going for you? Maybe you identify with the first Christmas, the less than perfect Christmas, where things around you seem a little bit chaotic or uncertain. Maybe Christmas in this Christmas season is not at all how you planned it would be. If you look back next last year, you say, this is what Christmas 2020 is going to be. Maybe it looks a lot different. Maybe you're finding yourself feeling like it's chaotic around you or the world around you is chaotic. Maybe you're missing those, those gatherings, those parties with people. Maybe, you've, maybe there have been big changes in your life in this season, big shifts that have caused this Christmas season today to look different. Maybe in your job, you're not where you thought you'd be. Maybe in your family, Maybe plans had to be canceled. Maybe there was a loss in your family. And this is the first Christmas without that loved one. You know, maybe, maybe this is not where you thought it would be. Maybe all of the different stuff that's been going on this year has been really putting pressure on you emotionally, mentally, and you feel it this Christmas. You feel it. But just... As Jesus came as a baby in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the less than perfect first Christmas. Today, this Christmas season, Jesus is here to come in the midst of the chaos, the feeling of uncertainty, and those less than perfect situations. Jesus, but Jesus now, he's not coming as a baby He's not coming in a manger, but he's coming as the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the one who conquered death and the grave, who paid the price for you and I so that he could bring you his complete peace in your less than peace, to bring his complete hope in the less than hope that you may have, to bring complete love in what is less than right now, to bring complete healing, physically, emotionally, spiritually, to bring certainty in him and his word, to bring security for the future and plans he has for you, to work on your behalf. This Christmas may be less than a perfect one, but it is the right one. It is the perfect Christmas for the perfect one, Jesus, to establish his peace, his love, his goodness, his wholeness in you. For Jesus to bring in the midst of the less than, to bring his more than enough. You know, after reading this Christmas story and looking at it a different way of, man, it was sort of chaotic. It was sort of like less than perfect. I ask this question. God, like, why? 
Why did you decide then? Because God could have sent Jesus anytime. He could have put Jesus in any situation. He could have been like born in a palace. He could have had everything. Would have been easy, but he was born in a stable in the midst of where his parents had to, uh, were moved by the government to, be, to do the census, where there wasn't enough room, where they had to flee for their life. Why was this? I think God, he doesn't do anything just because or a coincidence. I believe there's always purpose and meaning behind what God does. And I believe, why, why did God send Jesus at that time into that situation, into the chaos and the less than perfect? I believe it's this, is to show you and I that Jesus, he's not looking for the perfect situation. He's not looking for the perfect person because he won't find anyone outside of him. But that Jesus wants to come in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of you feeling of the less than, the less than situation or the less than perfect place and to come in and to bring his life, his hope, his wholeness. Jesus isn't looking for everything to be perfect. He's just looking for you and the midst of the less than, he will come in with his more than enough, with his wholeness for you in the midst of uncertainty and chaos with it is a perfect, perfect situation for Jesus to show how he has you. He's got you. He came into a broken world and he came for broken people to bring wholeness, establish and create his kingdom of peace amidst the chaos in our world and of life. God is looking for the less than perfect situation, the less than perfect circumstances, the less than perfect people for Jesus to come into the midst and to impact, to change, to transform, to bring healing, wholeness, and growth. Can I say your Christmas may be less than perfect, your Christmas season, it may be less than perfect, but you know what? It is the perfect one for Jesus to come into the midst and bring his peace, wholeness, and breakthrough. I believe today we have the opportunity to have Jesus in the midst of the less than perfect Christmas. Part of the Christmas story and an account that I see is as well is about the shepherds. And the shepherds, they're watching their flock by night. They're outside of Bethlehem. And uh, it's at night and they're, they're watching their sheep. I think probably one of the hardest jobs, being a shepherd at night counting sheep and not supposed to fall asleep, right? One sheep, two sheep, three sheep. They're your champion if you get past five sheep. But they're out there doing this. And, and, and that I'm going to pick up the account in Luke 2. In Luke 2, 8, it says, That night uh, there were shepherds say, uh, staying in their fields nearby, guarding their f- their flock of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that brings great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. 
And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angels, joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praise God and say, saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now, there's many beautiful parts of this that I could pull out of how God chose to announce the birth of Jesus to shepherds who at the time were considered like one of the lower jobs to do because you're watching someone else's sheep. It's, it's not glamorous. I could pull that out. But what I want to really highlight is something that the angel said. And he said this. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. To all people. The news of Jesus coming to this earth, dying on the cross, and rising again is news for everyone, everywhere. And it is good news. No matter who you are, where you find yourself, what situation you're going through, maybe it's an awesome time, maybe it's the lowest of low time. This news about Jesus is good news for you. Jesus is good news for you because he is there for you and he will be with you wherever you are and where and whoever you are in the less than perfect. He will bring his perfection. He will bring his wholeness and his complete to bring his healing, his peace, his joy, his forgiveness, that unconditional love. But how do we respond to this? Because you might be saying, that's nice, Josiah. That's great. But how do we respond to this and allow God in the midst of where you are, where I am, in the midst of what might be the less than perfect Christmas? I think the first step, wherever, whatever, wherever you are, whatever you've been going through, saying, Jesus I need you. Jesus, I need you. I need you. And if you allow him, Jesus, in the midst of what you're going through, he will bring his peace. He will bring his love. He will bring his wholeness, no matter what's going on around. Because Jesus, he's not looking for that perfect person. He's not looking for that perfect situation. He's looking for you to bring his goodness because he came to this earth for you. If you're, if you're watching today, if you're a part today, whether you've, you've known Jesus for years or you're just saying, I just want to get started with Jesus. Would you, if you want to invite Jesus in the midst of the less than perfect Christmas, why not right now, wherever you are, just put your hands up as, as a way to receive. And I want to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you that you love us so much. And that you are just fine with getting into the nitty gritty, the dirt, the, the nitty gritty of life. That you're not looking for that perfect situation, that perfect person, but that you're looking for just us. Say, God, I need you. So today we say, Jesus, we need you. Come into 
our situations with your peace. Come into our, our lives with your wholeness. Come into our lives with your love, your completeness. Father, I pray for peace right now where there's fear or anxiety. Father, I thank you for provision right now, that you bring your provision in the midst of chaos. Father, I thank you for your joy right now, where there maybe is discouragement. Father, I thank you for your love and acceptance. And Father, I thank you that you are good and that we invite you, Jesus, in the midst of the less than perfect situations in our life, the less than perfect Christmas in our life. And we invite you to fill it with your wholeness in Jesus' name. Would you pray this with me? If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, would you pray this with me? Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you rose again. I make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your love, your presence, and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.